amid the who will the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals be storyline is another as important one. What's this roster going to look like in 2023? I have five roster moves that need to happen for the Cardinals to pivot in a positive way come next season. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, yes, the Arizona Cardinals don't have a head coach yet. There's some more interviews later this week. Tomorrow, Thursday, the duo from the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know that we're immersed in this now. Like, who is going to be the next head coach? Is it going to be defensive-minded guy, offensive-minded guy? We don't know. We don't know what Mike, Michael Bidwan Monte Austin for help of their proverbial sleeves right now. We don't know if they have a short list. We don't know if we haven't seen them interview the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals yet. There's speculation. There's trends. There's, is it still going to be Sean Payton? Is it going to be a coach that is still coaching right now? from the Chiefs or Eagles organization, probably most likely would be the Eagles organization if there were to be someone the Cardinals would want to uh, interview still. But I know that that has been the world in which all of us have lived since the end of the 2022 season. And maybe for some of us, nudge, nudge, midway through the 2022 season, who could be the next head coach for the Arizona Cardinals to hopefully pivot them into a positive direction and to never look back look back at the last 60 or 70 years of the Arizona Cardinals organization and say, you know what? This is a new wave. The Arizona Cardinals 2.0 has officially commenced. This roster is going to be in flux. I used this analogy uh, last week and I will reiterate it again. What Steve Kime did to this roster was just like what a friend of yours would do when you were, you know, we chap. Six or seven years old, playing with toys. Your friends would come over. Everybody has it, had this friend. Your friend would come over, play with all your toys with you. His parent, his mom or dad would come pick them up, and they'd leave. Wouldn't help you clean up. That's kind of where we are with the Arizona Cardinals right now. So there's going to have to be some consolations made. There's going to be there's going to have to be some players. The Cardinals are going to have to let go to rewire, recalibrate this salary cap in a much more controlled and leveled out way. It's just, it's going to have to happen because this is not sustainable. The way Steve Kime has run this organization over the last five or six years specifically, it's not sustainable. Draft poorly, trade for talent, have ballooned contracts, then have to either re-sign them or let them go and realize, well, you just traded for them. So you can't just let them go. You're going to have to pay them. It's just like a hamster wheel. That's what we've experienced. So there's going to be some turnover. Luckily for the Cardinals, they have a full slate of picks and they have a full offseason where you're going to start to be able to get it right. And it's going to take, I've said multiple times, it's going to take two offseasons 
fully to really just shift from what we've seen and the Stockholm syndrome that's taken place for those who have defended the front office that has now somewhat been dissolved into what other functional organizations take part in, which is methodical, you draft well, you sign key free agents, and those players that you draft end up becoming pillars of the team instead of having to outsource talent like we've seen for the Arizona Cardinals for a large portion of the last handful of seasons. So there are five roster moves, in my opinion, that need to be made. Now, this isn't like, oh, they need to go sign this free agent or they need to trade for this player or they need to trade back in the draft. These, This is surrounding the players the Cardinals currently have on their roster because there are 29 unrestricted free agents. And then you have Greg Dortch, who's a restricted free agent. I didn't talk about him on Twitter today. He's a restricted free agent. 29 unrestricted free agents, not all of which are created equal, you know, talent-wise or, you know, importance to the team. Five roster moves that I think would start the strengthening of the foundation of this team for the future slowly but surely chipping away undoing what has happened in the past in an effort to make this Arizona Cardinals organization stronger and with a higher ceiling than ever first and this is very simple for me you re-sign Zach Allen you re-sign Zach Allen what we saw last year was a pro bowl that's what we saw. His highs were higher than what most of us probably would have expected. And this is going to have to be coupled with other moves to shore up the defensive line. Because, yeah, you could say an easy out here is, well, J.J. Watt was there. So J.J. Watt garnered a lot of a lot of respect from opposing you know, offensive linemen and made Zach Allen's job easier. Okay. I mean, you could... Definitely say that, and I'm sure there's some truth to it. But what Zach Allen has done really since he was drafted was produce. Didn't play a whole lot his first two seasons. So it's like, well, you know, injury concerns. Yeah, sure. But what Zach Allen showed last year in his real coming out party, his contract year, was that he is an impact maker on the defensive line. And the Cardinals need as many of those as possible. So I think, number one, you re-sign Zach Allen. He's a third-round pick. He hasn't gotten his cheese yet. So it's going to be difficult to go, well, do you let him hit the open market? Because Wander's going to feel fine on the open market. He's going to get maybe offered a lot more than what the Cardinals would offer him. But how bought in is he to the Arizona Cardinals organization? Because he's another guy. He would be a Son Reddick 2.0, completely different position, but he would be an absolute mauler. Look at what happens. Calais Campbell, gone. Oh, he's too old. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. Now at Baltimore, still making an impact handful of years later. The Cardinals need to put a stop to that. They need to put a stop to it. Because even when they do draft well, they somehow can't retain their talent, and that needs to stop. New regime, new GM, new head coach. That needs to stop. And I think the first player it needs to stop with is Zach Allen. 
that is not the most important of the roster moves, but it's the most obvious to me. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. There, there are four more, believe it or not. There are four more roster moves that need to happen in my humblest but pronounced of opinions. I'll hit the next one. You know, it's like these are things that are little changes, okay? But they're things that I've talked about this a lot. The Cardinals need Arizona Cardinals on the roster. The Cardinals need homegrown talent on the roster, not to force it. Well, Zach Allen's here. Pay him way more than anybody else. No, no, no. How many Arizona Cardinals were on the roster last year of impact? Five? Seven? There's 22 that start. That needs to start. It can't just be Buda Baker. Offensively, it was pretty much all outsourced. Aside from DJ Humphreys and Kyler Murray. All of it. Think about that. Greg Dorch, okay? But Rondell Moore, when he played for 15 minutes, but the majority of the offense was outsourced last year. A lot of the defense was too, from impact positions. That needs to stop, and it stops this offseason. Coming up next, two more. Some are going to surprise you, and some I will mention there are conditions to this because I'm doing this so early. I felt like it was absolutely necessary to talk about it like this. Um, I'll talk about it next more. Lockdown Cardinals. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air, which means you got to make the right decision, man. I don't need to tell all you lovebirds that you probably had your dates planned on the calendar for weeks, but have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating a day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by the aforementioned BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of your dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the system settings. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. So, and this is the coolest part, okay? They have 24-7 support, man. They're here to help you. Blue Nile is. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare, uh, to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. Locked on Cardinals. Your team every day. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Fascinating times. Head coach, all that stuff. Got it. Got it. Have just a little wrinkle of something else. The five roster moves that must be made by the Arizona Cardinals to ensure the beginning of the strengthening of the foundation of this team. Number one, re-sign Zach Allen. He deserves it. He's not, at least, if you're going to compare him and Byron Murphy, he's not going to require as much money. They both have injury concerns. Byron Murphy more recently, Zach Allen's preceded Byron Murphy's. Number two, be wary 
about how much Byron Murphy will garner. This is a roster move that comes with conditions, okay? Byron Murphy has played well for a season of the last two, the first half of both 2021 and 2022. And specifically 2022, where he was a CB1, he locked down some of the biggest wide receivers in football without a pass rush, with almost a complete absence of a pass rush. Compared to 2021, it seemed like with the stout pass rush that started the 2021 season for the Cardinals, Byron Murphy reaped the benefits because his job as a corner is a lot easier when opposing quarterbacks are getting rushed like they were by the Arizona Cardinals pass rush to start the 2021 season. This is tricky. Okay. He's going to want cornerback one money. And it's difficult because the Cardinals cornerback room is poor. It's poor. And if Byron Murphy leaves, it would be poorer. I'll even add an extra ER there because it's going to be terrible. Antonio Hamilton, unrestricted free agent. Marco Wilson coming into his third year, who's underwhelmed but been fine. And he took a step forward last year. They have zero safety net which gives Byron Murphy a whole lot of leverage. And that's something that a bad contract could turn into, like it could turn into a bad contract. Give him 50 mil guaranteed, 45 mil guaranteed. I don't know if Byron Murphy is as good as we've seen or if he's just the best corner the Cardinals have, so you're grading on a curve. I don't know. I don't know. So this roster move surrounding Byron Murphy is situational and circumstantial and conditional because it depends on what he's going to want. Like if the Cardinals, like you don't want to be the team that pays Christian Kirk money for Byron Murphy as compared, you know, from wide receiver to CB. You don't want, they can't afford to right now. So when I talk about some collateral damage that may take place, there's going to be some unnecessary and clumsy conversations taking place. that's going to make Michael Bidwell and Monty Osenfort look lesser than, look inferior to what they should be is because this isn't the ecosystem they built. Sure, Michael Bidwell was the owner for the last handful of years. Steve Keim led the charge. Steve Keim was the football guy. And this isn't putting down Steve Keim. It's just making the point that there were a lot of situations that were built by Steve Keim and his decisions that's going to make the future a little bit clunky in the short term. So if Byron Murphy happens to be collateral damage and they don't want to give him 45 mil guaranteed because they don't see him as a CB1, I'll understand. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow because we really don't know who he is. We don't know what Byron Murphy's capable of. We've seen it, but is he worth CB1 money? I don't know if there's a clear answer on that. And if there's not a clear answer on it, you probably shouldn't be paying him CB1 money. You can't look at the rest of the cornerback room and have that be the reason why you pay a certain person cornerback one money. And he was a second round pick, so he's going to want to get his, he's going to want to get paid. He's not like another person I'm going to talk about in a minute who was a top 10 pick, who got 20 mil guaranteed. He wasn't that. So he's going to want to get paid as much as he can. How much does he want to be here? Would he take a $10 million pay cut? Would they figure out how to keep him here and not give him the max max where he's the number one paid corner in the NFL. If that happens, I think that could, could potentially be catastrophic for the future. I feel like it's doing way too much, way too fast. And I feel like for the money, Zach Allen's a better option than, than Byron Murphy. You had to pick two. I know cornerback is a much more impactful position. 
especially with this team because the need is so much more glaring, even though both they're pretty much tied for last for depth, inter- like defensive line and, and corner. But again, this is going to be a clunky transition. It's going to be. So I feel like Byron Murphy, the conditional portion of this is how much, how much is that contract going to be? And I feel like that could be a huge wrench thrown into this. If he's going to want more than maybe what the Cardinals want to give him, you might see him walk. I don't know if he's a franchise tag option. I don't think that that's really the right choice here. But it's going to be very interesting. That's going to, There's going to be some cloudiness around Byron Murphy and, you know, what the future of the, with him and the organization is going to be. You know, that's two. Number three, re-sign Greg Dorch. Okay, figure it out. Give him a contract. Give him a three-year deal for 15 mil with 10 mil guaranteed. He's earned it. He's earned it. This is like the easiest. So Zach Allen's easiest one. Greg Dorch is the easiest low impact one regarding the salary cap. You don't let him go. He deserves it at this point. And I feel like, once again, having Arizona Cardinals on this roster is so important. It's just, it's important. And I know he's played with other teams, okay? I know he was only with the Cardinals since 2021, okay? But he was the best story at a a training camp. He produced last year when when Rondo Moore was hurt. You got to bring him back. You got to have depth here because A.J. Green's going to be gone. We don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins, even though I have an idea it's going to be in the last segment. Got to re-sign Greg Dorch, number three. And I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, he's not only a fan favorite, but he produced at a – Pretty significant level for what was expected of him, excuse me, going into the 2022 season. There are two more, and these are, this is fun. This is going to be fun. You'll be like, huh? But it's going to be like, yeah, you come to Lockdown Cardinals for a reason. You don't want what everybody else says because that's boring. And a lot of it is just, never mind. Um, I'm going to make you think. And we are going to, leapfrog the potential of Hassan Reddick 2.0 from happening. It's going to be fun. I'll talk about it next. Lockdown Cardinals. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. Today's episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now. So you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sports app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The five roster moves that must happen for the Cardinals Foundation to start to strengthen as we usher in 
Arizona Cardinals 2.0. Alex Clancy, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Numbers are going up. I'd like to get back to 3,000 subscribers by the start of the 2023 season. I enjoy you joining me. I enjoy you interacting with me on Twitter. I enjoy you leaving comments in the comments on the videos. I enjoy you liking it, liking this video and turning on uh, you know, you notifications. I like all of it. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Five roster moves that must happen in my humblest of opinions as we embark on the beginning of the new age of the Arizona Cardinals. Number one, re-sign Zach Allen. Figure it out, do it. He deserves it. And he'll be a very integral part of the front seven of the Arizona Cardinals. One. Two, be wary of what you pay Byron Murphy. That's not to say that he doesn't deserve a big contract. That's not to say that the Arizona Cardinals shouldn't give him said big contract. But if they, if he wants to get paid as the highest paid corner in the NFL, be wary. I wouldn't just say, oh, look at the rest of the cornerback room. This can't happen. Pay him. I don't think that that's necessarily the most prudent or, or, or best move that would behoove the Cardinals to be set up for success for the, for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. I just don't see, I don't see that as being the meal ticket. I don't see that as guaranteeing. Well, you can't guarantee anything. I don't see that as guaranteeing. Let's remove that thought process. Well, you know, you know, nothing is guaranteed. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. That's give me a break here. That's not, going to put the Cardinals 100% in the best position to succeed. So just be wary, Michael Bidwell, at all. Number three, pay Greg Dorch. I think that's easy. Um, I, I think that's easy. He deserves it. He's a restricted free agent. Just pay him. Make him an Arizona Cardinal for the next three or four years. It's not going to cost you a whole lot. And, you know, I mean, give him a two-year deal for 20, you know, 15 million, 8 mil guaranteed. He deserves it. Should be back pay. He deserves it. He showed out way more than Rondo Moore did with, with, with more when he had the, when he had the opportunities last year, I didn't see a difference between Rondo Moore and Greg Dorch. We should have. And sure, Rondo Moore is faster in space. He is. He's a better route runner. He just is. Rondo Moore is, is supposed to be the better version of Greg Dorch. But if you asked me right now, which player would I give a four-year contract extension to? It would be Greg Dorch, because you know he's going to play on game day. It goes back to the old question. Would you rather have a B-minus quarterback or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, let's say a B-minus quarterback for 17 weeks or an A-minus quarterback for 11? I'd rather have the B-minus wide receiver over the A-minus wide receiver for 17. You know, it, I, like, Rondo Moore is going to miss time every year, it seems. So, sign Greg Dorch. Now, these two are my most fun to talk about. I have been a DeAndre Hopkins fan since he came into the league out of Clemson. Sammy Watkins, Martavius Bryant, and DeAndre Hopkins all in the same roster. You got to be kidding me. Now, the fact that it didn't pan out for Martavius, even though, you know, he had some off-the-field stuff. Um, and Sammy Watkins was one of the bigger busts that we've seen wide receiver, especially getting drafted in the top five. I think he got, went, went three to Buffalo. Um DeAndre Hopkins, I can't help but think. It's not wish, but think that it would benefit the Cardinals the most if they figure out a way to extend him and just give him years so he retires an Arizona Cardinal. 
He's one of the best receivers in the league still. And with Kyler Murray being out for six weeks or seven weeks or whatever, like it's going to be, again, this transition is going to be clunky. But I think having DeAndre Hopkins on the Arizona Cardinals with a deal that would make both sides happy would do nothing but benefit this team for the future. If they need to trade him to acquire a late first-round pick to parlay over for the Saints to send over Sean Payton, we can revisit this. That's what the condition is about this. But in a vacuum, I'd much rather the Arizona Cardinals figure out a way to make it friendly for both player and team with a longer contract to keep DeAndre Hopkins in the desert. There are very few wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins in this league. Little to no ego. I mean, every NFL player, you have to have an ego. You got you got to come playing like you're the best. You're the best player on the team or the best player in your position. Like, but if you watched Hard Knocks, you need as many people like that on the team as possible. Not to say, and, and I mean, and not even to mention that he's exemplary, and he doesn't rely on his speed. He's got great hands. Great hands don't go away with age. Just look at all the other teams who would jump at the chance to have DeAndre Hopkins on their team. That's a good enough sign for the Cardinals to keep him if the money's right. And then number five, I would exercise Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option now, immediately. That is the only way that you're going to keep Hassan Reddick 2.0 from happening. I would, like, Isaiah Simmons, I hope they move him outside this year. Just to see. Just for funsies. 6'3", 245, sub-4540. He hits like a Mack truck. Might be pretty good at chasing after the quarterback and not being in coverage against tight ends and running backs. It's not a strong suit. See quarterback, hit quarterback. If you told me that he led all edge rushers in sacks last next year, would you be shocked? No. I'm exercising his option now. The second you can, by league rules, when I say now is proverbial, the second you can, I'm doing it. Because that way, at least you have a backup. At least you know he'll be under contract for one more season. There is greatness in Isaiah Simmons. And if there's anything that we've taken away, people covering the Cardinals, you who's been a fan of the Cardinals for however long, long time since you were born, or what Hassan Reddick is doing is something the Arizona Cardinals can never let happen again. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.